that we've had another year and some of you think you're getting older. Oh, you're not? Okay. That's good. I've got a word for you. At the age of 103, a woman competed in as India's oldest female athlete during the 2019 World Masters Athletic Championship in Poland. Remarkably, she won gold in four events. The javelin throw, the shot put, the 60-meter dash, and 200-meter run. Now, some of y'all need to pick it up a little bit. <laughs> but most astounding was that she ran faster than she ran in the 2017 championship. A great-grandmother running into her second century. She showed how to finish strong. God is so good. Lord, I just thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that you've chosen us and ordained us for such a time as this. And that your kingdom is ever increasing upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ. We preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. We lift up Jesus. He said, I'll draw mankind to myself. I'll draw mankind the mystery of the cross. Ask God to plant the cross of Christ in your heart. The mystery of the cross that only the Holy Spirit can reveal. Lord, let us, let us get that mystery in us. Let us see that mystery. Well, 34 years today, we had rented a building and um, we had moved into it and had our first service. But uh, where do we start with this? I think about that. Of course, there's Main Street downtown. There's a couple of... That building's tore down now. There's a couple of empty spots there on the south side of the street where that building was. But I want to start with my part of that. My part of it started 85 years ago next month just right across the street from that. So we started in January, in February I had my 50th birthday, and I told them I'd made a long ways in 50 years. I'd crossed the street. So. Part of my journey is, and some of you know it, some of you don't, but, you know, I believe it was about age 10. I don't have a document. I remember the event, the time when I got saved. Some other special times in my life was in November 1957 when Miss Dixie and I got married. So she's been a, a great part of all this, and I appreciate you praying for her. We do have an appointment finally with a doctor that worked on her back in 18 to see him this Wednesday. So keep praying for us in that. So November was special. And then in, uh, that was in 57, and then November of 65, here come Angie. So November's been a special month. 
I think that's uh, about the time that uh, in 88 when we left the traditional church. We met in the community building the next Sunday with 14 people. Seven of them were family. Mariah was in a basket. I wish she was here today. She's working. It's interesting, isn't it, how life flies by? You know, uh, another big, great big event in my life was probably in the early 70s, probably 71 or two. We don't have an exact date on it. When we were at a manual Baptist church, when First Baptist Church had a revival, and we went to that revival. And the message all week was, this is the will of God to be filled with the Spirit. And this is still the will of God, to be filled with the Spirit. And that's where God moved in on our, our lives. Dixie was already just about perfect, but that's where God really began a process of changing me that is, that is ongoing. And he's working in all of us. I love the Apostle Paul's verse. He says, he told the Galatians, I'm preaching to you until Christ is formed in you. Until Christ is formed in you. Galatians 6.14 then I met a man uh, <clears throat> named Manly Beasley that greatly influenced my life. Two, two people in the ministry, well, I could name three because one of them was the pastor when I was a little kid, Henry Rhymes, a great man. In fact, uh, he lived in Arkansas, but he came to be with our family and was at our wedding, and I had him uh, sign our marriage certificate. He was a great man of God. And I know, you know, kids don't understand what their parents are going through. And I could look back and after I heard some stories of my family and what they walked through when they were in their 30s, the turmoil they were in, I know what part Henry Ryan played in their life as their pastor and, and a mentor from my dad in particular. But we met Manly Beasley and he was... Uh, he was a prophet, but he didn't know it. And in the denomination he is in, there's no room for that. And he went as an evangelist, but God would just show him all kinds of things. And he was really a man of faith, and he always challenged you. And I've told you so many times, what are you believing God for? And we want to say everything, and he'd say, that's a cop-out. What specifically? <clears throat> I've got some things I want to read today that aren't good news. But let me tell you, your security is as good as the promises of God that you have. And we have just got to get a hold of God. There's a lot of things going on. So we met Manly Beasley. That lead, led us later to go with him and Jack Taylor with a group to Switzerland to a conference and there. I was happy in my career getting started and the Lord spoke to me about preaching. If he tells you today you're going to be an astronaut, you won't be any more shocked than I was. Manly told me to go home. He said, no, you go home and you, you don't 
he, he knew what I was doing. He knew our business and such as. Don't get out of the horse business. You do what God's showing you to do and let God show you what the next step is. In that day, I, I really, only way I knew to get a word from the Lord, I didn't know a prophet to call. And that's usually not what you need to do anyway. You need to find it. And I found it in the Word. And that Word is, if there's a chapter I'd tell you to look at to find the Word, it wouldn't be the chapter on divorce, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Leo put that verse up. But uh, it did pick my read. I was already reading, but I began to read more. What's next step, Lord? And this is the Word. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. And to me, okay, I'm going to abide right here, God, till you show me what's next. And so we did. We stayed in that for a long time. I taught them in, uh, well, I started out, I taught sixth grade boys. I taught them in Sunday school. We were involved in other things there in the church. I got put on a state committee. And I guess that's where God was just growing me up for the next step. There was some turmoil going on in our church, and I told Dixie, I said, uh, if I'm ever going to do this, it's time, and if I don't, if I wait 10 years, it's too late. So we just went to the church. We resigned everything because it would have been wrong for me to try to do something and still be under that authority. If you've got, you have a ministry, it needs to be under an authority. It needs, you needs to have a covering. So we were really starting our own covering. We'd been to Texas. We'd talked to T.D. Hall and some people that uh, would come and help us. And one of the hardest things for me to do was tell Manly Beasley I was going to leave the Baptist church. So uh, just, you know, there's just bridges you have to cross. And I, I didn't burn that bridge. In fact, he came up and preached for us once. So um, he died later, about to, within the next year or so. But those are people that really meant a lot in my life. And as we were getting started, Angie alluded to that verse. Uh, when we had that first service in, in the community building, and it's in uh, Revelation 3, if you'll put that verse up. And this lady mentioned part of it. But the angel to the church of Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one shuts, and who shuts and no one opens, says this, I know your deeds, and behold, I've put before you an open door. Let me tell you, that door is still open, which no one can shut, but because you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. And I've always claimed that verse for our church. There's only two churches in that revelation thing that were all positive. The other church is a Jewish church. This was a Gentile church. That, that was interesting. God gave us that verse. <clears throat> we were in a rented building there for three months or four, and first real hard rain came. Uh, 
about flooded us out. We moved down the street to where the Minuteman Pizza Parlor had been. And we had a man come, a prophetic man come. His name was Phil Elston. And I, I believe he gave words to everybody there but maybe two people. And he, t he told me something like this. He said, I'm going to use your heart to test the heart of every Pharisee in this town. He said, I'm going to give you favor here. It won't be as much as you want, but it'll be what I want you to have. Some of those words you remember. Some of those words just stick to you. In that uh, first year, would have been in 89, in August, I went to Billy Joe Doherty's word explosion. I was down there by myself, and, you know, I'm in my first year. It's a new venture. And that's where the Lord really spoke to me. If he ever spoke to me about anything, it was to have a revival in the barn, have James Reed preach it. So that was in August, so we set that up for the next September. And when we had that meeting, it really made a statement in our town. I had one evangelist was here one year. He said, I've talked to a lot of people who hadn't been to the barn meeting, but I haven't talked to anybody that doesn't know about it. It just it made a statement. God makes statements. Well, after that meeting, we filled our little building up down there. And Robert Grice and Joe Green were up here, and I don't remember the exact dates, maybe a month later or something. Robert preached, and he said, you know, you can't stay in here. And we came up here and looked at this building. It was originally a furniture store. It had been an antique mall for a little bit and was vacant. I knew Gene Hilly, who owned the building. In fact, I think we still got a piece of property, a furniture that Dixie bought here when it was a furniture store. But uh, I called her and they let us come look at the building. But God supernaturally brought in Jack Ledbetter. I'd met Jack at a conference and a lot of you remember him. He called me and said, I'm in Tulsa, what's going on? I'd like to come up and spend the day with you. James Reed also just kind of showed up. I forgot, but those four men, they were four godly men, four apostles, really. And we come up here and looked at the building. Someone said, well, I'd put the stage in the corner, you know how those conversations go. And Jack Ledbetter said, I'll tell you where the angels are coming and going. And I said, where's that? And he said, right here. So that kind of settled that issue and uh, I called Gene and I'd heard they rented the place for $2,500 a month and the Holy Spirit said offer $1,200 in a tax receipt so I did that and she didn't understand the tax receipt and didn't really want it and we rented the property for seven years and she took care of a couple air conditioners and different things like that then uh, they began to widen the highway. They took just a little bit off the front here. 
And she called me and uh, she said, Gerald, I want to sell it. And she said, I've got an appraisal of 250000 and if you want to buy it, we'll take, I'll take 225000 for it. I said, Gene, I don't know what to tell you. Let me uh, think about it, pray about it. Uh, she called me back probably a month. She said, uh, you've got anything figured out? And I told her no. And she said, maybe then's when she offered to take a little bit less than that. I said, let me, let me work on it. And we proposed that we would give her a $150,000 cash, which we had. You know why we had it? Because we've always had tithers. Let me tell you, if your money's not where you think it is, I challenge you to look at your income and look what you give this year. Because you're never going to go where God wants you to go being stingy, giving back to God. I mean, he has blessed us. So we get that ready, and she dies. Her son owns an oil company in Tulsa. He calls and says, we want to sell you the property. We're getting another appraisal. I was close to the front, and this guy walks in the front door there and says, what does she want for this? I said, I thought that's what she had you up here for. Well, he said, it'd just make it easier. So I didn't tell him. He looked it all over. He called me one day, asked me. I didn't tell him. The oil company called and says, we're going to take you 150000 We don't want the tax receipt. We went to the closing. I said, I want to know what that second appraisal was. They said it was 135000 I said, Lord, I see what you did. I mean, if you just wait on God, he'll make you look good. <laughs> then probably the next year, we bought that first house that we used as a ministry house. And then, uh, I believe the end of 20, we bought that second house. And let me, can I just give God some praise and thanks that we've never had a debt? Because people have tithed and give. And we've had a big gift a time or two. But it's those everyday gifts. I'm challenging, I'm telling you, God will take care of your finances if you'll let him. If you'll join him. If you'll join him. You won't outgive God. If you will allow him, if, if you'll just say, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to give? And it may scare you spitless sometimes. He will, he'll challenge you. Lord, you're just so good. Well, what's next? If we celebrate 34 years, and we do, we have some ministries already lined up. In fact, we're going to have a men's meeting just in a month. And, and a lot of you know Lawrence Bishop from... Oh, hi, Lawrence was here. He spoke here, but he's been at the barn a couple times. He brought a whole band out here one year. So he's, 
I said, I want two pictures from you, Lawrence. Once he was a cowboy, I mean, he was a saddle bronc rider, and he rides a motorcycle. I said, I want a picture of you on each. So uh, he's got a lot to say and a, a very anointed man of God. And we do have some new, uh, new voices. I'm going to hear some other prophetic voices, what they've got to say. People don't know anything about us. Just come and let's see what they say. And we have a Wednesday night class. We're going to start a little bit later. Um, Wayne Hill's going to lead it. It's going to be on biblical citizenships. And we'll do it on Wednesday night. We'll start it maybe later this month sometime. But I do believe <clears throat> we're going to see more economic shakings this year. I mean, eggs are already $5 a dozen. That ought to say something, huh? Be prepared. But Daniel 11.32 says, But the people who know their God will display strength and take action. But there's a lot of Christians unprepared. And they'll be saying, Oh, God won't let this happen. Let me tell you, He's not letting it happen. We are. And it, it's on the church. The shaking is not for the government. The shaking's for us. The bad government we've got is allowed by God to wake the church up. And that's us. That's us. I, t I take my part of the blame. I want to read a prophecy that comes from Cindy Jacobs. She's an international prophet. <clears throat> Yearly, there's a big group of prophets that meet. And this come out of that meeting. They don't post anything that they don't have a consensus on. So these are some things they've agreed on. Now, I'm, I'm just going to read what she said. The Lord has spoken to us that He's going to help each of us establish ourselves as a Goshen. You remember the land of Goshen? was where Jacob moved to when Jacob, Joseph was next to the top in Egypt. And God took care of them there for years. They didn't have the plagues that Egypt had. So he wants us to be, be a Goshen, each of us. There are some lean years ahead and God will reveal to us how to establish our Goshens for the days ahead. There was an admonition given not to let the enemy feed our fears, but to trust in God for our own well-being. How this, how this is to take place will vary. Some will plant gardens. Getting out of debt is important. Others will physically relocate to areas where a Goshen is already established. Still others will stay and establish their own Goshens in the midst of great darkness. And let, and let me just say this. I decree there's going to be people moving here to be a part of the Goshen that's going to be right here. I decree that in Jesus' name. Let me read some more of this prophecy. World War III is going to take place in the future. The word of the Lord was that it can be delayed. 
prayer teams had already independently planned to go to Taiwan and Wales to the school that Reese Howe founded to pray about war. <clears throat> you know, Reese Howe was born in the 80s, but he lived, and I believe he died in 1950. And he's credited with having more to do with his prayer stopping World War II than anything else. I'm telling you, there's people called to intercede. We're all called to pray. Say pray. pray. Let me read some more here. They have already subsequently gone to Israel to pray against the war started by Iran. Again, over 10 years ago, the Lord showed us an alliance of Russia, China, and Iran would form, it, it's close now, as an axis power in war. Already this has formed on many different levels, and we continue to pray against this alliance that would embroil the world into a horrible war. Now, there is an importance of war. Now, I've read what she had to say. We do pray. We pray here on Sunday morning before the service. I invite you to come a little after 10 and just join us in here. And we just want to prepare this house for the Lord Jesus to make his visitation. Now, we know the Holy Spirit's here. He comes with us. But we know God can come in, in various ways. And we want him to do whatever he wants to do. I usually say, Holy Spirit, you can comfort me. You can convict me. Whatever I need. He, he is our answer. And we do pray on Friday mornings. And uh, that, that's an interesting time. We take time to let people share and talk. And we visit. And we pray. And we come with a consensus about what to pray about. So if you're ever free or have time on a Friday morning and want to join us. But God is awakening his church. Lance Wall now says this. He says, and he is a prophet. He said, every time I ask God about who's the next president, he says, God says, is my church for me? I'm telling you, the church has got to be the church that he's called us to be. You know, we've read those stories and you'll hear a church say, oh, we're an axe church. Well, listen, we're not called to be an axe church. We're called to be a church of today in Skytook, Oklahoma, or wherever God sends you this week, you're called to be the church. He, he is, it's got to get out of here. And you don't know where you'll go. You don't know what you'll do. I got a message this week from a man. I forgot just how he started it. <clears throat> but he wanted to know if I remembered him. <clears throat> Dennis somebody. <clears throat> I can't think of his last name right now. <clears throat> I said, uh, you're going to have to give me some more information. And... Uh, he, we corresponded just by text there. Well, he come find out. He said, we met on an airplane. Well, I still didn't remember. I still don't remember meeting him. 
But he said, that horse you put me on about scraped me off in the brown pen. Yes, I always like to give him a little ride, you know. <laughs> I had a preacher one time. He could ride. He said he rode, so I put him on horse that kind of he was overloaded on, but he survived. But anyway, this guy said, he said, uh, I went to church you took to the Baptist church with you and your wife and cowboy hats and things like that. I said, when was that? He said, it would have been in 76. I mean, everything you do for the kingdom of God, God knows about it. God knows about it. I was in a pastor's meeting the other day, and Earl Ruckman and I were talking. and He's a pastor, and another pastor's wife came over there to us and said, I want y'all to pray for me. She was having some physical problems. and We began to talk to her. Earl prayed for her. I said, you know what? There's a root in this. Now I asked her a question. I said, was your mom and dad married when you were conceived? She said, no, my mama said, you've ruined my life. I said, you've never had that illegitimacy spirit broken off your life. She, she didn't know about that. I mean, you just don't know where you're going to go, what God's going to get you into. So we dealt with some things there. Listen, a lot of you, you've got it in you. And you, you can't figure out what you're going to say. You just, it's like me meeting that guy at the door and he says, what does she want for the building? And I said, I think that's what she's got you here for. I didn't plan that. God will lead you. He'll show you how. And maybe all you need to do is just say, I'm sorry what you're going through. I love you. I mean, but God's got a plan. He's, he's going to get this done with or without us. And I, I'm looking for ones that want to go. I told Bob this week, I've always had a goal to have 37 men. Because that's what David had in his army. That's what I want in my army. <laughs> David did good. Well, I'm not going to pick a loser. Come on. I love that. He, he talked about how great those three guys were and one guy stood in the middle of a pea patch and killed 300. He said he was good, but he wasn't as good as those top three. <laughs> God's got a plan. Listen, they were people, they were men just like you guys are. They were women just like you are. I can't thank the lady's head that run the spear through the guy's head now. JL, okay, come on, JL. JL, ladies. Prayer teams, the importance of prayer. Remember, God purchased us for a reason. If you had a new car, you'd be proud of it. You'd be wanting to show it off. Listen, He's proud of us. John 15.1 says, I'm the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, 
He takes away and every branch that bears fruit, He prunes. And it's so it may bear more fruit. It's time to say no to some things that's not bearing fruit in your life. Come on, it's just wasting time. It may look good, but it's just, it's just junk. We are an apostolic prophetic body and we're an ecclesia. And we can change things. We change things in this city. <clears throat> Our previous city manager <clears throat> was asking the council that they start selling uh, liquor at sporting events on city property. So I called him and I said, uh, now, we pastors are going to oppose you on this. I called every counselor. One of them that I called, I didn't really know him, but he's, I know he goes to church. He said, why do you feel that way? I thought, who are you anyway? Supposed to be a godly man and ask me a question like that. So you know what? They didn't ever vote on it. They let it go. I mean, it just takes somebody to make a statement sometime. But we're called to do things like, like that. Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secrets, counsel to His servants and prophets. There's prophetic voices in here. I'm going to call them out here in a bit. At least one. Second Chronicles 2020. This is the latter part of that verse. They rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Joseph, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Listen to me, O Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Come on. We've got to know who we are. We've got to know where He is. We've got to know we've got to call for His purpose. Put your trust in the prophets and you'll succeed. We have an assignment to decree and declare the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ over this region and wherever He sends us. I want to read you just a couple other verses here out of James. The book of James 4, 7, and 8 <clears throat> says, Submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. <clears throat> Listen, we've all got to stop and say, Lord, I was wrong. I thought I was right, but I'm wrong. You're right. I'm wrong. If you can't say you're wrong... You're the most prideful person in here. You can make a mistake. We have. We have. Ephesians 4:22, in reference to your former manner of life, lay aside the old self. Every problem I've ever had was from that old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self 
which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness, Dixie, of the truth. Holiness. Lord, we want that revival to come. But he's looking for a people that will be his people. And it won't be about Gerald Freeman or Ascension Church. It will be about Jesus Christ and him, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Tommy, stand up. I, I've known you've had a call on your life. But it's to be an evangelist. Or at least that's the gift. However God uses it. I don't know where all it's to go. <clears throat> but we'll be pleased to cover you as an evangelist. And I was thinking about you, young man. You marry into a family like this, you don't know what all you've got into, but God's on your lunch. I'm just telling you, hold on, because the ride's good. And we want to pray for you and your family here in a bit. But that's the call I see on your life. And you'll, you'll know what to do with the other stuff. You'll know how to sort it out. Because the two of you are a team. The family's a team. The jailer got said, what must I do to be saved? And he says, the whole family got saved. I mean, the whole family, you're called. You're marked, Casey. If you don't want to be marked for Jesus, get away from this guy. I'm telling you, he'll get all over you. God's just so good. Austin, he's got more for you. He's got more for you. He's got more for every one of you. His plan is good. There may be some bumps in the road. We do need to pray. We need to pray that we don't have war. But listen, God is going to get our attention. And it'd just be best if we'd just give up and say, God, do with us what you want to do. Because the pressure is on. And you... See, God says, you can have all of me you want. You can get as close to me. There's famous people. There's people I'd like to meet. I'd like to know our governor better. I'd like to be buddies with him and speak into his life. But I don't have that opportunity to speak into his life. I can pray for him. But God says, you can get as close to me, Gerald, as you want to get. You can get as close to me as you want to get. Some people can't have very many friends. I, I like them. I'm telling you now, God's all over you here. <sighs> Holy Spirit, just more. This is a good morning to repent. I already said a while ago, <clears throat> if your finances isn't right, why don't you get 23 started off right? We used to sing that, I surrender all. All. Jess, there's more. There's more for you. Yesterday's promises, we need new ones. What's he saying today? 
He said, just join me. Trust. Can you trust him? What if there was a war? What if the economics do get worse? Can you trust him? You better get your finances in order. Cut loose of some stuff if you have to. We have been given so much. We're every, I mean, if, if you were just getting a government check and living on that, you'd be wealthy in any other country. But we are so spoiled in this country that if we have time, we'll have time for God. It's a big deal just to be at church on Sunday morning, much less Wednesday night. Or pray. We're going to have some men's things. I know Angie will have some, some ladies' things. We want to hear what you've got. What's God saying to you? I mean, she asked a while ago. And we do welcome the voices of God. We welcome the five-fold ministry. Lord, we just thank you. Let's just stand and just worship Him. Come on, this is the day. Why not start this year off right? Not looking back on those things of 22 that didn't work out the way you thought. Don't let that control you. Fix your eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of God everything I need everything you need everything we need is in the person of Jesus I understand it doesn't work the way you want it to. I've been crying out to the Lord for Dixie's healing. It hurts me to see her cry just over her pain. Where's God in it? But we know He still loves us and we're still trusting Him. Come on, get over your pity party and over yourself. It's not about you. It's about Him. Lord, we exalt you. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you. If you want to join this brother and pray, come. If you want someone to pray for you, come. We'll have some pray for you. Listen, there's a lot of pastors in this group. Lord, we bow down to you. We bless you. We honor you. It blesses me to see men that will pray. I join them. I say, God, I'm a needy person. I need more of you. 
For it's God who's working in you to will and work for His good pleasure, according to Philippians 2.13. It's about Him. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Him. He won't ruin your life. He won't take anything away from you that you'll look back on and wish you still had. He's calling some of you. An apostolic church, the best illustration I saw was a big ship, a carrier ship, where the airplanes would come in, get fixed up, and take off again. A carrier, aircraft carrier. Sometimes people come in, they're here for a while, and they, God sends them where He wants them. Some people come to be a part of the house. We've all got a piece of it. I want you to find your place in it. There's a great ministry of helps. These men who are up here are all part of the helps ministry. That's interesting. We just bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We used to, when someone come and be a new member or join, and we'll do that this morning. We had a song we'd sing, and we'd surround them. We hadn't done that in a while. I'm warning Debbie. You may want to know where we're going before you join. I can't tell you because I don't know. But we're following him. We just say we're following the cloud when the cloud moves, we move. His name's Jesus. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. He's a God that's more than enough. Psalms 138, 8. You, O Lord, will perfect what concerns me. See, I belong to him. He's going to take care of me. But I need to do what he tells me to do. Because there's people that just say, if things get rough, Oh, God's got me. He's got all you you're giving. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Tommy, I'm going to pray for you and Erica, but I'd like to pray for all your family if they want to join you. You guys are all welcome to come. Let's pray for you. Lord, we acknowledge that they belong to you. That this family belongs to you. 
there's anybody else that wants to us to surround them today, you're welcome. Just come join us. But Lord, we recognize your gifts, the gift of an evangelist on Tommy and Erica. I recognize, Erica, the prophetic gift that you carry. Lord, I bless this family. I bless this family. Lord, give her the desires of her heart. Lord, thank you. Where are you going to take Austin and Sarah? Thank you for the plans you have for this young lady. You're a wrestler, Casey. Just don't wrestle with God. You're wrestling for, for the kingdom of God. Lord, we call forth that anointing, Tommy. Lord, you open the doors. It's not up to him to make it happen. Lord, you've got him this far. You'll get him where you want to take him. He just trusts in you. Lord, you open the doors. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. I saw us this week doing this, and uh, here, hang on to that first. I want to put this mantle on you all, on you two. We're mantling you today. And I kind of wrestled with it with the Lord because I was like, it seems like it's too soon. And you're going to say it's not soon enough. <laughs> I know. But it's time. It's the right time. I know that it is. And... um because it's like, well, gosh, they've been here a week. <laughs> but whatever. They've been here 20 years. They have. You, you, but you know what I mean. But um, so I don't, we don't have to figure it out. and We don't have to understand it. But we just pray and, and just thank you, Lord, for Tommy and Erica. And we do dismantle them today. We call them into uh, your giftings, your callings, and what they say, what you say for them. And all week I've, I've just... I've had Erica before the Lord, and it's like I've, I, just, uh, I just kept thinking, Lord, what's Erica have to say about this? I wasn't thinking about Tommy so much. I just kept saying, Lord, what's Erica say about this? And then it's like I heard the Lord say, I say, it's time. It's her time. It is her time. And you've sat patiently back, back and waited. And I just heard him say that it is your time. It is your time to use your voice. It, it's you're coming into your place, and um, the secrets of your heart and the things that you've desired are coming. They're coming, and I know that you are a piece of the puzzle for this place. And um, Lord, we're so grateful for that. And um, I just want to bless them. I just want to put the sword on you <laughs> and say the sword of the Lord is on you. Amen. The calling of God is upon you. That you are anointed. You have the mind of Christ. Anything that doesn't look like him, Lord, you just take it off. Any 
ungod, unholy, ungodly words that's been spoken over them. Or against them. Against them. Let them fall to the ground. I, I, Tommy, I just pray for you. You don't care about anybody else but what the Lord thinks. It doesn't matter. And um, we just call you in to your giftings and callings and that your steps will be, they are ordered of the Lord. They are ordered of them. And, and the protection that comes under being under an umbrella of protection, and we need you just as much as you need us. And I uh, just bless this family. Um, after you told us your story last week of um, the things that's been going on with you, we got home, Rob was like, we got bullets. And, you know, and I was like, huh? And he was like, they need us. We, 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 you know, we got whatever. If he needs a, a gun beside him, we, hey, there's a lot of bullets in this place. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And we're not going to go out and shoot anybody. But I'm just saying, there's people that are rally, they're willing to rally around you and be there for you. And you can trust them. And so we just stand against any... Uh, suspicion, any anything, all of that just fall to the ground. Lord, this is a pure work. This is a pure thing, Lord. This is, a, you're doing a pure work in this family and in, in all of us, Lord. But we, and Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your giftings and callings that they will come forth. In Jesus' name. Yeah, there's, there's some others. I know Gerald... I don't think we've ever surrounded you. You need to be surrounded. Why don't you come join? You, you and your family come. Now, the rest of you, come on. Debbie, get ready to lead us in this. Come on. Tommy, y'all stay up here. Come on. We're going to surround you. Get you guys in on this. We're glad you're here. I know you've got a part. I see the, some parts. I see your part. I see your part. Let me let me tell you. I see this guy and this guy can really help the youth thing here. You'd be good in it. I call you in. I call the pressure boys in. Amen. Any other words for them? Byron, you got one? Psalms 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Wait for the Lord. Amen. Let your heart take courage. Any others? Lord, we bless them. We thank you for them. Thank you what you're doing in them and through them in Jesus' name. Okay, Debbie.
Holy Spirit, have your way in them. Have your way in all of us. Lord, we thank you for the day now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being a part today.